Shigori Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai. So, welcome everyone. Good morning. Shikorpuni Mahamotsubhatitiki Jai. So, it's an auspicious day of the Purnim, the full moon, celebrating, commemorating the appearance of Sri Chaitanya, who appeared in the world. It's over some 500 years ago. And um, so, we'll discuss a little this morning about his. Um, lineage, Sampradaya, and we'll culminate that with the imparting of the uh, initiation to uh, um, expand the, the community. And, and this evening we'll gather again after the uh, Abhishek, the sacred bath of the deity, and and discuss further about the significance uh, and the uh, origins, if you will, of the idea of Chaitanya Vaishnavism and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. That's a more of an esoteric um, discussion. And this morning's will be more exoteric, mm-hmm. if possible, considering the subject uh, is sometimes questioned in our times, uh, identified with a necessity for historical accuracy, whether or not there ever was a person named Krishna appearing on earth, which we could not uh, demonstrate by modern standards of historicity. And we find in Christianity a strong claim for this that seems to be um, very compelling for certain members of that faith, although um, it's pretty widely accepted that there was such a person as as uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Um, Some people, of course, interpret that history differently, but my point is that that this is a big point in, it seems, in uh, Christian theology, which uh, seems a, a, a lot to be about, I'm not an expert on it, but a lot to be about the existence of God, whether God exists or not, and how he exists, or arguments for the existence of God. We don't find these kind of arguments very much in um, Vedanta, arguments for the existence of God. Uh, Neither arguments for the existence of the soul, because, of course, the self is, the atma is consciousness, and there's no doubt that we have consciousness. So it's not a question of whether we believe in consciousness or not. Um, there are different definitions of consciousness, of course, and um, the Vedanta uh, definition does includes more than perception, which is often thought to be the sum and substance of consciousness, perception, awareness, and so forth. Uh, that would be at least, I should say, um, 
or more so in the case of, of, of Gaudiya Vedanta than Advaita Vedanta. Advaita Vedanta does not acknowledge that consciousness, or does not uh, consider that consciousness is, is merely perception as, in one sense, it's... it's uh, uh, but in another sense, they do. They say it is ultimately only awareness. That's all. Just awareness of what? I'm not sure. Hmm? There's no experience. There's no other. Hmm? There's only awareness. So we differ in that regard. And uh, by consciousness, we mean that uh, we have consciousness or awareness, perception, and we are consciousness. We are luminous and uh, self-luminous hmm? um, and unchanging and so forth. And there are a number of different um, negative adjectives. It's not this, it's not that, uh, even in Bhagavad Gita. Um, but there are some positive ones also given in the Sandharvas of, of Jiva Goswami. At any rate, um, we define consciousness differently than people in, from a materialistic uh, perspective who tend or try not to think about it too much because it's difficult to think about it and fit it into a materialistic <coughs> worldview and make sense. Hmm? We say it's difficult because it doesn't fit and it's... Uh, it's ontologically different from matter, not contingent upon matter. And any more than electricity is contingent upon a light bulb that we could unscrew hmm? and think we've killed electricity. Um, so we've talked about this. Uh, it's a topic that comes up readily. <clears throat> but again, my point is that there's not much talk about believing in a soul. Hmm? It's a talk about the nature of being and consciousness is very fundamental to uh, being. Uh, we would not know that we be or exist uh, if we were not uh, conscious entities. We weren't knowing entities. So, um, so short of this kind of thinking, um, perhaps then historical claims have more, uh, thought to have more power. The actual history that he was here and did this. We cannot demonstrate that with regard to Krishna. Hmm? So some people will think that as a, as a fault, but um, it's, uh, we don't think of it in that way. And of course, um, there were times in the East in particular when the same importance to documenting things historically and chronologically was, was um, part of the thinking of the people. Mm. But at any rate, historically speaking, we, there is no doubt there is in the empirical Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He exists. Mm. And if you study him, then you know that Krishna exists. Mm. Because this is what he's about through and through. Mm. Um, therefore, um, uh, Prabhupada named his mission Krishna. Consciousness, that is a name for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Krishna Chaitanya. Chaitanya means consciousness and Krishna means Krishna. Hmm? He's always conscious of Krishna. This is, of course, the position of, of Radha that he yeah, so much embodies. Radha and Krishna combined. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna 
nahi anya. Uh, and so if we look historically at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we find a very extraordinary person, no matter how you look at that. We find um, an example, an embodiment, really, of ecstasy that um, is unique in the world. Um, ecstasy itself is unique in the world, um, and um, but it does appear here and there, and there are descriptions of historical historical <laughs> descriptions of persons uh, experiencing that, and uh, and so forth. But the measure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstasy is very extraordinary and unprecedented, and this is what Gaudi Vaishnavism is, is really about: the ecstasy of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it all derives, of course, from his focus on on Krishna. Hmm? So, as much as the ecstasy is real, that which is it's produces it, if which it comes from, the preoccupation with Krishna hmm, is as Krishna is as real as the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? the joy, the ananda of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that caused him to weep in like a river and. and uh, Pass out and, uh, and 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 it was of a contagious nature. I've said before that some historians think he was an epileptic, passing out all the time. But as I said, epilepsy is not contagious, um, so that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, and so objectively, I've cited in one of my books a, a Christian um, scholar. I think he was uh, Lutheran. Um, um, who had identified Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the person in in religious history who most exemplified, in his opinion, that which Christ said love of God should be about. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And he described him in Puri, falling and swooning at the name of Krishna, and so on and so forth. So this is a very extraordinary historical um, person who um, whose... Uh, Whose example and experience is um, uh, worth taking note of. Hmm? Around him, then, a whole uh, uh, lineage formed. It is said that there are, in the Padma Purana, one of the ancient texts, that there are four uh, sampradayas. Sampradaya means a, a community in this context, it means a religious, spiritual uh, lineage. Hmm? And um, that lineage is characterized by a particular explanation <coughs> of the sutras. The sutras of, uh, of Vedanta are the first effort in human society of theology. Theology means to reason about revelation. Hmm? So we have a much later theology in Catholicism, hmm? reasoning about their faith when certain facts, empirical facts, came to the fore hmm, that hadn't been uh, known previously and faith was put into some question. Hmm, and so you have to reason about it uh, and so forth. So this is, a, this is a well-known kind of beginning of theology, but there's a much earlier beginning in India in the form of the sutras where Vyas seeks to make sense out of, as I said the other day, the Upanishadic sounds which are numerous and um, 
may appear to have different meanings, so he sought to demonstrate a concordance of the Upanishads, what they're all saying in a concerted uh, way, with their, what direction they're, how they're taking us in one uh, 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 direction. <clears throat> and so within that, then there are different commentaries on the sutras that say the direction is like this, but it's, you know, there's a turn in the road here. You have this similar transcendent uh, destination with some nuanced uh, uh, experience of that that causes them to interpret it slightly differently, which, of course, can be understood by the fact that uh, that the God, Krishna, for example, is like a beautiful uh, jewel, so there are many facets. If you look at it from one side or another, you see uh, different things. Hmm. So, uh, for theistic sampradayas are mentioned in the Padma Purana. And uh, Acharya's saints as old as Madhva over a thousand years ago it recognizes that verse from the uh, the uh, Puranas. Um, some people don't today. They can't find it in modern editions, but it was apparently at least a thousand years ago it was in some editions. It's not something the Gaudias made up. So four sampradayas, and um, that means, and they are tied to to four. Um, I want to say um, how would you call them? Gods and goddesses, I guess you would say. No, uh, Brahma. Uh, Shiva, is it? Lakshmi, and uh, Krishna. Well, yes, Kumaras, is it? Well, Rudra Sampradaya, Shiva, Lakshmi Sampradaya, Brahma Sampradaya. Oh, the, the other one is the Kumaras, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Krishna is Brahma, yeah. So, tied to them, and then in more. Modern times, as far as thousands of years back, great persons um, came in these lineages and articulated uh, their theistic doctrines of the the Ramanuja, Madhva, Nimbarka, Vishnu Swami, and so forth. Hmm? And it's mentioned there in the in the uh, Padma Purana, as I said, there are four these Vaishnav Sampradayas. So we have the Chaitanya Sampradaya and where does it fit in? Is it a fifth or is it a fourth? A fourth and a half? Hmm? As I said, uh, a lineage formed around the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And many, many books have been written about him by his followers. Um, many of his principal associates were uh, artists and uh, authors and uh, poets and and so there are a number, half a dozen or more um, um, descriptions of his life in the context of that teachings, and then, of course, many books about the teachings themselves. The Goswamis of Vrindavan, who Rupsanatan, headed by Rupsanatan, who was particularly commissioned by him to write about his teaching, wrote about his teaching more than about him. Hmm? They wrote about his teaching without writing about him, without um, 
making it perhaps abundantly clear that it was his his teaching, but that's where they got it from. They wrote about Radha and Krishna. They wrote on the Bhagavatam, commented on the Bhagavatam, wrote books that uh, expanded upon that tenth canto and the centerpiece of that, the Rasalila of Radha and Krishna. They wrote about it in such a way, it's very artful, hmm, that no one has written about it before. And reading it, you 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 have to look for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There must be a there must be a solution to the central the dilemma of the central piece of the theology. Hmm? That piece being Krishna's uh, inability to reciprocate in kind for the love of Radha and the Gopis, and thus becoming a debtor to their uh, love and seeking to repay that hmm? and in the context of that to uh, to taste it himself hmm? so you're a little thoughtful and then you realize he's Krishna's such a sankalpa so what he wants it happens and he's very uh, clever uh, for accomplishing his uh, ends and so there must be some leela in which the Krishna has realized this. Really, the Goswamis are saying that the Krishna leela was incomplete. Hmm? It was there was a there was a failure for Krishna. So how can that be? So so they they create this kind of a doubt, so to speak, that has to be resolved by an encore leela. That is gore leela. Hmm? Um, but we're waxing a little esoteric here and that's not our purpose this morning uh, suffice to say that the Goswamis wrote and and helped to form Sampradaya by giving the teachings others wrote directly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm? um, and quite a body of literature and following hmm, came to surround honor and to to partake really to drink from the waterfall of the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and attempt to take that waterfall and turn it into a lake that it might be approachable through literature, hmm, that we could bathe in it, drink from it, be nourished from it, live on it, and and so forth. Hmm. And so we have a Chaitanya lineage, but where does it fit, the question is, into these four sampradayas? So the, uh, uh, the succession... Hmm, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself comes in has to be addressed. We spoke yesterday about um, something about Krishna's gurus. Hmm? Yes, Nanda was his guru, Balaram is his guru, his elder brother, hmm? and uh, uh, Garga Charja, uh, Sandipani Muni, we talked at length about him and Krishna's stay in the ashram, and of course the Prem of Radha. Radikar Premia Premera Unmata. He says, Amishisha Gurunata. I'm this disciple and the Prem of Radha is my guru in a school of dancing. I'm learning from her as she moves, I'm moving accordingly, so forth. So this is, uh, he has different gurus. 
Um, but in the person of Sunday Panimuni, and we, we addressed this at length, he, he demonstrated the importance of accepting a guru. This is Krishna. Hmm? Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, did the same thing. So he started a lineage, but he is also part of the lineage. He had a guru. Hmm? We, would be, we would be quite an upstart to start a lineage without having a guru ourselves, given that Krishna... Um, demonstrated otherwise, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also. And even while Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches as a principal uh, practice of his lineage, the chanting of the holy name, the Hare Krishna, Mahamantra in particular, hmm, and that the Krishna Nam is non-different from Krishna, and in that sense, fully independent to do whatever he likes, and therefore his name, with regards to its efficacy for purification and for bestowing, hmm, praying, um, it's independent. It, it requires nothing else to do that. Hmm? It, 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 and so it is said, to make this point, it is said it doesn't need any purascharja, any other type of purification that we should do first, there are purush charges to do before initiation for different mantras and so forth, different fasts and baths and so many things. Hmm? Some of the devotees like that. Remember Nanda Tanuji was here and Brigu gave him initiation. He went down to the waterfall, it's a couple of miles away, and took a bath at you know, five in the morning and came out and so forth. So if it works for you, you know to make you think that this is something important that's happening, the conveying or the, the passing of the mantra from the guru to the disciple, then by all means, start a fire and burn the forest down. <laughs> it's important. That's a fact. But the transmission itself, hmm? yeah. So, but some will say, well, there's no poorest charge required. Hmm? It's fully independent. Do we even need a guru? Hmm? Krishna Nam is there. He can do anything. That's the teaching. So we may proceed with that, especially because there are so many people who pose themselves as gurus and they're not. Hmm? Never mind, as we said yesterday, that there are many people that pose themselves as disciples and they are equally not, <laughs> if you want to make that argument. But I'm not in favor of the... Uh, there are <laughs> of either one. <laughs> uh, um, but we should, the point here only is that we should be concerned with being a satsisha, a real sisha, a real disciple, because then we will get a real guru. Hmm? Like attracts like. How do we find people? How do I find a guru? Well, do you learn how to be, how to be a disciple. How will I be a disciple? What will I do? How will I qualify myself? You have to understand that you have no qualifications. Hmm. This is what you have to understand. There's nothing you can do to qualify yourself hmm. that would uh, be more efficacious than bhakti, hmm. than Krishnanam. It is his power. But then, do I need a guru at all? Hmm. Nam is independent. So some people think like that. But why do they think that Nam is independent? And it is. Why? Where do they get that idea? From some guru. <laughs> Somewhere. 
and they do not acknowledge it. Hmm. They want to say, Nam is independent, hmm. therefore, hmm. even without initiation, I will just take Krishna Nam. Hmm. Very good, where did you learn that from? Hmm. And without acknowledging my source, this is not good. <laughs> we should acknowledge our sources. Otherwise, we are simply living for pratishta, for false prestige. And in this case, without acknowledging the source, we commit an aparad. Aparad means offense. What is the offense? Gurur avagya means to disregard, to disrespect the guru. Who makes this knowledge available? So therefore, while nam is independent of initiation, for example, still, he chooses to reveal himself through this method. His devotees, they are his kripa shakti, the manifestation of his mercy in the world, and they are sharing bhakti everywhere. Vaishnavism is all about recognizing the fact that the devotee of Krishna is more important than Krishna. The devotee is the object of Krishna's love. Hmm? Krishna is the object of the devotee's love, but the devotee is the object of Krishna's love. He says, those who say they are my devotee, in Adi Puran, are not my devotee, but those who say they are the devotee of my devotee, they are my devotee. After all, as I say, it's called Vaishnavism. So, regard for the Vaishnav. This is what really distinguishes the, 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 the novice. Hmm? The novice, in terms of realization, is termed Prakrita Bhakta. It's really oxymoron. Prakrita Bhakta means materialistic devotee. How can you be a materialistic devotee? These things don't go together. Hmm? So, uh, in the, in the uh, broad sense of the term, the materialistic devotee is described as one who has some appreciation for the deity of Krishna, but doesn't have any regard for the Vaishnav, whom he learned that's Krishna from. Like the same, same principle. We come and bow our head before the, the deity. Why? Somebody told us, that's Krishna. And this is why, and how the deity manifests, and... And, and, and why it's worthy, he's worthy of our regard, and so on and so forth. So you have to trace it out and see hmm? where Krishna is coming to you most prominently in your life. And we see it is through the Vaishnav. Hmm? So our regard should go there. Our prospect lies there in focusing hmm? on where Krishna is most present in our lives. Hmm? So, then again, of course, we have this example, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Krishna himself took initiation. So this is not to be uh, avoided. This is to be embraced. And uh, it seems odd to talk about avoiding it. It's such a pleasant idea, a happy idea. I can testify to that. I'm, I'm also a disciple, as you may know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but these are some of the confusions that sometimes arise and... Uh, and uh, have to be uh, addressed. Hmm? So, they've set this example, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took initiation from Ishwapuri. Hmm? Now, Ishwapuri is a Puri, and his guru was Madhavendra Puri, who's a Puri. Hmm? And 
um, all of the members of the Madhva Sampradaya are called, the sannyasis are called tirthas. This tirtha, that tirtha, instead of this puri and that puri. Hmm? Ananda tirtha, jaya tirtha, hmm? and so on. So tirtha was a sannyas name that was given to the acharyas of the Madhva Sampradaya. So Madhavendra Puri, Ishwar Puri, we identify them as members of the Madhva Sampradaya, but they don't have the Madhva names. Hmm? And Ishwar Puri was the guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Madhavendra Puri was the guru of uh, Ishwar Puri and Advaita hmm? and others, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, in modern times, some people question, because of this point, hmm, that they're Puris, how can they be uh, charges of the Madhva Sampradaya? Therefore, Chaitanya, that Puri is a name, that one of the names, there are ten names, ten sannyas names, that are invoked in the Shankar Sampradaya and Advaitin Sampradaya. So, some people reason, because the names were Puri, they were actually Advaitins. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is actually an Advaitin. <laughs> it's not well thought out, <laughs> obviously. Um, or at least he didn't get initiated in the Madhva Sampradaya, but in the Advaitin Sampradaya. Of course, um, the history of the Sampradaya goes back quite some time, 500 years, and there were, uh, as I say, a more plus, and there are texts from those times on who, from people who were on the ground, like Havikarnapur, hmm, who wrote uh, a, one of the biographies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and there he lists the disciplic succession, the, the, the lineage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And if you study that, you see it includes... Hmm, Ananda Tirtha, Jaya Tirtha. Hmm? It is the Madhva Sampradaya. Hmm? And it includes Lakshmi Pati Tirtha, and then Madhavendra Puri, Ishwar Puri, and so forth. Hmm? So at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, when his lineage was being formed, hmm? persons like Kavikarnapur, who are quite major uh, contributors, literary uh, uh, contributors to the lineage, identified Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lineage as being formally connected to the Madhva Sampradaya, which is one of the four lineages, as I say, mentioned in the Padma Purana. Hmm. Although the doctrine is uh, notably different in, in some respects, nonetheless there's a f- there, there was, at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and thereabouts, a formal identification of his lineage with the Madhva lineage. And it's also probably worth noting that uh, Keshava Bari, who was mentioned yesterday, who's the Santipani Muni of Krishna, of Gaurlila, was a, was a, an Advaitin. Hmm? And it's openly acknowledged in the Gaudiya Sampradaya. It's not a problem hmm? that he was an Advaitin. Of course, he gave the sannyas mantra first to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, is this the mantra you're going to give me, as I said last night? And he said, yes, and I like the meaning there that's coming through. The... So who you get the mantra from, that's um, significant. Some people say, oh, just get it from any Vaishnava, it doesn't matter. But the quality of their own faith and experience 
That's what I mean by faith and realization. That will certainly be passed on. Um, so when he heard the mantra from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the, the Advaitin became a Vaishnav. Hmm? It's uh, a very nice story. And um, and so the, it, would, it would seem that there wouldn't be a problem hmm, for the authors and architects of the Sampradaya at the time if Ishwarpuri and Madhavindrapuri were um, Advaitins. It could be acknowledged hmm, as it was for the Sanyaskara of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with this nuance, of course. In fact, in Narahari's um, what is this book called? Hmm. Bhakti Ratnakar. He gives a similar story with regard to um, I believe Ishvar Puri hmm, and Mahaprabhu telling him the mantra, this is the mantra you'll give me and so forth. Not he doesn't make a case that Ishvar Puri was a was a was a, a Mayavad or, or Shankarite. But at any rate, this is our uh, faith and we have some um, documentation to to support the idea that our lineage, just for the history, history is connected with the Madhva Sampradaya formally. So in the Madhva Sampradaya, it comes from Brahma and it comes from Krishna. So Krishna spoke the four essential verses of the Bhagavatam to Brahma, Brahma to Nard, Nard to Vyas, and so forth, down to, to Madhva. And the full significance of those verses in the mantra given, the Gopal mantra uh, and Kam Gayatri, given by Krishna to Brahma, is fully played out in the in the reappearance of Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So it's a kind of a Madhva plus um, lineage, if you will, and uh, and uh, so this then then from. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Nityananda, well, to, excuse me, to uh, the Goswamis and uh, so on, and there are many branches of that. So uh, we tend to name the, the biggest uh, lights, uh, luminaries in the lineage and say, in short, this is our lineage. Hmm? So in, in, in our uh, closer to us, of course, we come in the line of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. We consider ourselves as Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur taught his disciples too, uh, to be members of the Bhakti Vinod Paribar. The Paribar is kind of like a name within the Sampradaya, kind of like the, your family within the lineage. Hmm? It's kind of a nice, uh, intimate uh, term. So <clears throat> Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he, <clears throat> he envisioned the um, the expanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings throughout the world in a way that was, uh, uh, as it turns out, was uh, unprecedented. <clears throat> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had predicted that his name would be heard in every town and village, but over time, it was thought that it was never to be considered a literal uh, you know, statement. Hmm? Um, or it was thought of that it would be the case with regard to what the world was thought of at the time. Hmm. Bharata, India, but not that it would go across the oceans. That's like saying to the moon. Hmm. You have to understand. 
you know, if, I, if, I, if, if 500 years ago I said, my name will be heard all over the world, what was the conception of the world? Hmm? If I say it now, my name will be heard all over the world, you think, okay, all over the planet, but not the moon. Not that it will be heard in Mars. Hmm? Maybe. Huh? Yeah, but there are so many galaxies out there and so forth. So this way people try to reason about it. Then hmm? Mahaprabhu had made this statement um, through the pen of Vrindavan uh, Thakur, but um, it wasn't happening exactly like that. Hmm? Somebody wrote me the other day and said uh, that it gave it a, a kind of a hist- analysis of the of the present status and the what he thought would be the the future of the prominent institution formed by my Guru Maharaj, hmm? who I'm not formally a member of, um, for for the reasons of serving his uh, ideal, um, that and and how it was well, it wasn't bright. Let's say the analysis was not bright. Hmm? Then he made the comment that so much for you know something that was supposed to, you know, benedict the whole world. Hmm? I said, institutions will come and go, that's one thing. But the ideas, hmm? the ideas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that will, those loom large and larger now than ever before. Hmm? They need a voice. They need to be broadcast. And if one institution did that at one time and it's not effective at this time, hmm, it doesn't change the fact that these ideas have currency in the world today. They have great appeal. Hmm? Um, uh, they are very well-reasoned feelings about the nature of being that are difficult to to argue against if they can be presented by someone who actually has feeling for them. They will be very uh, compelling. Hmm? And this is what we mean, of course, by the disciplic succession, to be in touch with such kind of a feeler, experiencer, this kind of person. Hmm? Make these ideas alive and well. So, um, it still uh, 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 remains um, the case. <coughs> and the family of Bhakti, Vinod Thakur in particular, is focused on this kind of a thing. He made the statement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be literally true, by envisioning how to begin to interact with modernity with regard to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the teachings. His writings are very much um, in consideration of that. I call him the first Western convert, although he was born in India, but he actually was brought up with Western thinking and schooled with by the British and... He was uh, he, he, he he was brought up to believe, as the Ox Orientalists taught, that Christianity was the true religion, and that Hinduism was rather heathen and uh, what would you say um, pagan and and so forth. So uh, from that background, from his in terms of his education, at some point in his own spiritual evolution. Hmm, and examining as he as he did with great uh, interest and um, care the various ideas that were about hmm? 
old ideas of India and the new ideas of the modern world. He was in this mix in Calcutta, which was the seat of the British um, Empire there. Hmm? And um, in the course of all that, he happened upon... And, and, and in the course of that, he developed a real dislike for a book called Srimad Bhagavatam, though he hadn't read it. He, what he heard about that was enough to just never open that book. Hmm? That's the one where their god is like, got 16,000 wives, since that's not enough. <laughs> He's also got extramarital relations and so forth. I was told recently that in Poland, some time back, that a Catholic nun was so upset with the manifestation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in her country, which previously was largely Catholic, I guess, and still is, that she took the, um, them to court, I was told. And her case was that they're calling a person God who had 16,000 wives. I mean, <coughs> polygamy is bad news, and uh, it's illegal. So, <laughs> you know... How, how can we, you know, accept this? This was her case. And the Vaishnavas replied in the court hmm, with this inquiry when she was on the stand. Hmm. Can you tell us what your vows are? They asked her. She was a nun. Can you tell us what your vows are? Hmm. And she was unwilling to, like, really come out with it. And they said, well, isn't this what they are? that you vowed to be the bride of, uh, of Christ? Hmm? And how many nuns are there in the world? <laughs> how many wives does your God have now? How many brides? We only have 16,000. 16, <laughs> so the case was dismissed. <laughs> Some spiritual logic there, prevailed. Hmm. But the British made the Bhagavatam, they, they thought that this was, this is where the whole thing went to hell here. And, and, they, and so this was imbibed by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. But when he came across Chaitanya Charitamrita hmm, and read it, hmm, and he saw then the Bhagavat in the light of Chaitanya's teachings, then he had an epiphany. Hmm. And to the surprise of everyone, he became a Gaudiya Vaishnav because many people were vying for, if we could get Kedarnath, as he was known then, to join us, our group would have a good good member. He's well thought out and he has some um, uh, power to articulate and, and, and so forth, serious person. So they were quite surprised because the status of Gaudiya Vaishnavism was, was questionable at the time. Hmm? Uh, the teachings will sometimes recede to the background, and then Krishna says this in the Gita. We shouldn't be surprised at that. He says, "Evam param praptam imam rajasya By the arrangement of time, and of course, later in the Gita, what does he say? Kalos me, I am time. Hmm? I am time. Hmm? And so by the arrangement of time, sometimes, the lineage becomes more covert and, or 
the teachings become mis, misconstrued. And then at that time, I energize, he says, that sampradaya. Hmm? By myself, it means through my devotees. I empower someone hmm, to represent it accurately and uh, and restore it to its proper position as something respectable and ideas that are very uh, compelling and far-reaching in their implications and so forth. So we found that he did this through the person of Bhaktivinotakur, hmm? first convert hmm, from the West. And West he went with his ideas, uh, sending his book to, to America, the, what is it, the religion, philosophy of Sri Chaitanya, or something like that. It was made it to precepts of Chaitanya to Canada and the university. He wrote to Thoreau and Emerson, who were the, considered the first American transcendentalists and so forth. And then that ideas of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, that was given shape by Bhakti Siddhanta, who was commissioned by the Thakur to, to do so, who then formed 64 um, monasteries in India hmm, to actively disseminate uh, Gaudi Vaishnavism within a, innovate, in an innovative um, manner. Hmm? Um, and then in the form of my Gurmarsh, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, this was taken literally, practically, all around the world, this prophecy was fulfilled. So the idea came in Bhakti Vinod Thakur. It was given shape by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. It was taken all over the world by A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And what it was that he took all over the world was explained further by Pujapad Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Goswami Marsh. For those who thought it was just about spreading things around um, without reading the book, selling the book only. Hmm? Um, <laughs> so some reflection on what's in the book and what it means to you, this is important. I was known for circulating the books of Prabhupada, but when it was first pointed out to him by one of my godbrothers, said, well, he's very p- powerful in circulating the book, <coughs> convincing people to take the books. Then Prabhupada wrote back, it's very nice that it, uh, he's doing this with the books, selling them and so forth. And, and then he wrote, that was typed in his own handwriting. He wrote below, he said, make sure that he reads the books. To, <laughs> he may be good. Maybe he should read them. To, uh, so I, you know, that, was, that was shown to me, that letter. So I took note of that. And uh, so we have quite a literary um, legacy in the, in the lineage um, as well. And so this is our, something about our, our lineage, our sampradaya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I say, um, he took initiation from Ishwar Puri. Uh, he had gone to Gaya. There he saw the famous footprint of Vishnu, and he went into a trance. And he had met Ishwar Puri earlier in in, in Navadweep. In fact, Puri 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 Maharaj had dined at his house for lunch, hmm? and had consulted with him, the Mai Pandit, who was a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his youth as a scholar about his book. He wrote a book, Krishna something. Krishna Lilastava, maybe. No. Uh, and uh, he asked Nimai Pandit, look at my book and let me know if any grammatical errors. And the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu refused to look at the book. 
He said, I cannot, there can be no fault in something of a devotee of your character has, that something a devotee of your character has written. Why? Hmm? Because it is said in the Bhagavatam itself hmm, that Tadvag visargo janatadalipabo yasmin pati slokam abadhavati api amaniantasya shon kitaniyat shindvanti gayanti gunanti sadavaha. This is a message of great uh, urgency and meaning. For those who can see the message, it is very, very urgent. We sing in the morning, Sangsara Dhavana Lita Loka, Sangsara Dhavanala. Hmm? The Sangsara, the world of birth and death, is compared to a forest fire. People are burning up in this fire of birth and death. Hmm? No idea of the purpose of life. Hmm? No way to get out. Hmm? Uh, so to, there's some who has some feeling for this, some sense of urgency. The Bhagavatam is written with a sense of urgency. And it is said that there, that there may be some grammatical mistakes here. It's a long book of 18,000 verses, and it's, much of it is, is uh, very sophisticated poetry. Hmm? So there may be some technical errors, but the, please try to note the urgency of the, of the message hmm? and the feeling behind that and put it in perspective. Hmm? So Mahabharata told Ishwapuri because of why you wrote, the feeling you were writing this for the sake of the people that they might share and in Krishna consciousness, even if there's some grammatical error, it is, it, it is no necessity to correct that. Hmm? This is what he told. That the, the, and this also is the general spirit. Baba Grahi Janardana. We used to sing in the morning in Los Angeles in Prabhupada's temple. Um, we used to have the Mongol Artik and we would sing the Bishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's prayers, the Guruvastakam. And then after that, about 6.30 in the morning, we would gather again around Prabhupada's asana, hmm? and we would, we would sing it. And, and this was before there was a formal puja and artik for Prabhupada every morning. That came later. Hmm? We were walking with Prabhupada in Calcutta, hmm? and one of the devotees said, I was there, and one of the devotees said, Prabhupada, is it all right to offer artik to the guru? Hmm? And so they had figured out that it was. They, they knew that, and they were trying to get Prabhupada to say yes. And then they had it all set up. That if he said yes, by the time he came back from the walk, there would be an arctic. Hmm. So Prabhupada said, yes, it is your duty. And then he, that, that guy ran back. Forget who it was. And Prabhupada said, you know. And that, that, that was said broadcast in the Calcutta time. We didn't have internet in those days. But somehow or other... In a matter of minutes, it was all over the world. Hmm? Prabhupada said we could have arctic. We must, it's our duty. <laughs> we have arctic for the guru. Hmm? So, and then the Chutananda Maharaj sang the song, Sri Guru Charana Padma Kevala Bhakati Sadma Bandon Mui Savodhanama Te and we performed Arctic in every temple and did this every day from 
from then on. <laughs> so before that, anyway, we had this informal gathering. We would sit before Prabhupada's Vyasa, and one day he was up in his room, and he could hear the singing, Bande Guru Si Charanada Vindam. We were pronouncing the Bande Guru like, instead of Guru, Goro, like cow. So I offer my obeisances to the cow, which isn't a bad thing. Every, you know, so and so forth. So uh, you know, Prabhupada uh, uh, corrected, but he noted that, that as Sridhar said, Sometimes we may have a grammatical or technical, technically we may be wrong, but uh, Krishna says, uh, you said this, I think you meant that, right? <laughs> and that's what he accepts. The Baba grahi janardana. It's not an excuse for not trying to do things technically correct, but the spirit of it. Hmm? He makes this point, of course, Sri Krishna in the Gita, when he says, patram pushpam palam toyam, he, he says, offer me a, uh, a leaf, a water, a leaf, flower, a fruit. Hmm? These things are not like high, <coughs> high cost. Water is, at the moment anyway, it's not very costly. Soon they'll be charging for the air. But and water will be, you know, you can will be a uh, public. Uh, you can invest in it, uh, but anyway, <laughs> he could have said air. Just breathe and say Krishna, and with with devotion, and I will accept it. But anyway, he started with water. You can't live without water, so got to have that. Hmm? A leaf, not hard to find. Once I was in Minneapolis, it was very cold there. With snow like this high, and I thought, where are we going to get a flower? You know, we had to offer. <laughs> anyway, we did get a leaf. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, uh, water, a leaf, a flower, a fruit. These are very simple, simple items. The emphasis is not on the items here. This is really shuddha bhakti, hmm. pure devotion. Verse about ananya bhakti, really. Rag bhakti. Hmm? Uh, twice in the verse, Krishna says, Offer me that fruit or flower or water with devotion. And that offering that is made with devotion, I will accept. So, offer with love, and the offering that is made with love, I will accept that. So You've got to pay attention. He's saying, Love me, love me, and fruit, flower, water. <laughs> this is what I eat, he said. This is what I live on. Hmm? I live on, the, on, on preem. On bhakti. Hmm? I'm really, in a way, crafted out of bhakti. Without bhakti, I'm Nirvishesh Brahma. Hmm? There's no bhakti in, in Nirvishesh Brahma. So there are no qualities, there's no leelas. Hmm? And these are co eternal, bhakti and Krishna. So that's why I say, when people say, if we say God created the world, we say, who created God? We say Krishna created God. <laughs> God comes from Krishna. Well, who, who created Krishna? Where does Krishna come from? We say Radha, Bhakti. Where does Radha come from? Krishna. This is so... We have a good answer for that. So, so actually, if you study, Krishna has qualities. Those qualities are all relative to a certain type of Bhakti that he's approached with. His form is all tied to the heart of the devotee. We're studying now, we're going through in our lectures daily, we've 
taken a slight departure from for this uh, this uh, festival, the, the, the discourse in Chaitanya Charitamrita, the conversation between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Ramananda Roy, it will come to the point in the end that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu shows Ramananda himself entering into the heart of Radha. Hmm? It means, that's why he fainted. Hmm? He had seen other things. He had seen Radha, he had seen Krishna, he had seen Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? But to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna go into the heart of Radha, it means, what does it mean? The implication of it is that Krishna is, when Krishna stands in front of Radha and examines her heart, he thinks, the me that is standing outside of her is a facsimile only hmm? of my re- of the real Krishna hmm? that's inside of her heart. Hmm? Her prem, in other words, is the full face of Krishna. This is just a poetic way of emphasizing the point. Hmm? So... So, Krishna, a little bit distracted there. Uh, so, what was the point? So, frame is the point. Okay. <laughs> yes, I know that. Yeah, good. So, at any rate, um, he's not... Uh, uh, so, the frame, the feeling... Baba Grahi Janardana. The feeling with which it's offered, this is important. Hmm? He accepts the bhava. Hmm? The articles are insignificant. The further down the chain you go, if you will, or the, 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 the ladder of theological uh, ladder, or the ladder of religious practice, further down you go, the more the, the, the articles will be important. Hmm? Like in Karma Marg, you've got to offer all this stuff, hmm? huge sacrifices, and, and, and it's very important that you do it exactly right. Make any mistake, and a thing could turn out the opposite. Hmm? In Bhakti, the other end of the spectrum, you could do it all wrong, technically. The other example, of course, is Vidura's wife when Krishna came to Hastinapura. Hmm? He was invited by... Duryodhan, and, and Duryodhan wanted to sway him to join his group. Hmm? This is before the battle of Kurukshetra. Uh, it is uh, the, 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 the setting of the Bhagavad Gita. And so Krishna came, there were trumpeters and drummers and Brahmins singing praise, and there was a huge feast cooked and so forth. And Krishna entered his Hastinapur and just ignored it all, went to the house of Vidura. Vidura wasn't there. His wife was there. And she said, what are you doing in my house? There's a feast for you over there. He said, I don't eat from those people. They don't like my devotees. Hmm? I'm hungry, though. What have you got? <laughs> and she said, I don't have anything. And he said, well, you got some bananas there. It's like, you know, eating means cooking, you know, unless you're, you know, a Bai Krishna or something. <laughs> that's, a, that's a private story there. But, <laughs> but he's healthy. Bananas are good, especially you can get them fresh at Bonavon. We've got hundreds of them planted there. But at any rate, at any rate, he said, give me the banana. Hungry means, when you're hungry, it means 
I'll eat it cold, whatever, you know. It, 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 it tastes good if you're hungry. So she, in her ecstasy, of course, is peeling the bananas and throwing away the bananas and offering him the peels. And he's eating the peels. So news, news came that Krishna had gone to Vidura's house and Nard went there with Vidura and um, there was Krishna eating the peels. Vidura said, I can't believe that Krishna's come to my house. Uh, and... Um, and 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 he's being offered, you know, bananas, and he's throwing the bananas, and Nard said, "Yeah, and he's eating the peels. He's not just he's not just taking the peels and say, oh, okay, I'll accept the peel. You gave me the peel. You, you made a mistake in your ecstasy, so I'll okay, but I'm not going to eat it. No, he's eating it. Hmm? Hmm? It means he's living on that bhakti. Hmm? So the spirit of the offering." Uh, this is uh, this is this is everything. Baba Grahi Janardana means he he lives on on that. Hmm? So um, how we got that? I'm not sure. We've gone in a few loops here, but um, hmm, this is something about the the uh, um, our uh, history, our succession, our, our lineage is very much. Of course, it is a it is a Rag bhakti, all about feeling. Hmm? The, there in Vrindavan, it doesn't even look like they're worshipping Krishna. It looks like the opposite. Mother Yasoda is tying him up, chasing him. Hmm? Sometimes Radha is not letting him in, keep him away, and so his friends are wrestling him to the ground and so forth. Hmm? So this is the kind of uh, <laughs> lineage that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has fostered. He took initiation from Ishwar Puri, hmm? After seeing the footprints there, he went into a trance. Then he met Puri Maharaj again. I was saying, this is the point, that he had previously met Ishwar Puri in Navadweep, and Puri Maharaj had asked him to check out his book. And Mahaprabhu said, there can be no mistake in your book because of the spirit with which it's written. Hmm? Later, Mahaprabhu was looking at the book, and he found a mistake. Hmm? And he said, well, you know, I might as well mention it to him. Hmm? So Nimai Pandit said that, Puriji, you asked me, technically, this, is, this, word should have, this verb form should have been used here. Hmm? So Puri Marsh looked at it and took it home, and then he looked very carefully at it, and he realized, no, that's not correct. Hmm? So he went back and he said, I use this verb form for this reason, and Mahaprabhu said, yes, I've been defeated. <laughs> by my devotee. He took great pleasure in that. Mm. So later then, as I say, in, in, in when he went to Gaia and he went into a trance, seeing the footprint of Vishnu, he, then he went to Ishwapuri. He took initiation. Mm. And so we follow in that and we come in the line of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, as I say, who's brought this to the modern world. And our hope is to keep the current of Bhaktivinoda Thakur alive in the world. This is um, really um, um, the heartbeat of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are other lineages, and they, they, they should be acknowledged for their contributions and so forth, but none of them would be as alive and vibrant and known in the world today and to the extent that they are, 
were it not for the the the, the, the lineage of, of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So this is we're very proud to be members of such, um, and um, we are very much uh, moved by the measure of uh, realization that um, required in a person and, and manifest in a person of Bhaktivinoda to do this kind of thing, interface with modernity and, and play out the implications and deeper meanings of the text and so forth. So um, this is what we want of our students. Hmm? Learn the teaching very well and be able to understand it so that so that you can that so that you can demonstrate by your example and through your own speech that what we're talking about here is not some old thing in a book that's that's archaic, it doesn't have currency or value credibility now or um, meaning. Hmm? But we're talking about something that it, that every this is the Jaiva Dharma, really. Hmm? To use a term that Bhaktivinotakur named uh, in one of his famous books. Um, this is the real, the, the nature of the Jiva. It's, it's prospect. It's its highest uh, hope. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to, to create an environment uh, in which the Jivas can uh, experience its all that it's about, some of what it's about, the jiva, is is the potential that requires an environment in order for it to manifest. Hmm? That environment is bhakti. This is, means the swarup shakti of Krishna. Hmm? In that environment, then certain qualities of yours will come out, and you can be a person in a real sense. Now we are a person who's who's manifest as a result of another environment, material environment. As that person is put in perspective and dismantled, so to speak, the theoretical person of Krishna proportionately will become a real person in your life. That means when all the things that make our material person go around, all our desires, when those are gone, and how you'll get rid of those. That means by bhakti. Hmm? Hmm? Then real, then the, 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 the fact that Krishna is a real person rather than a theological person will start to manifest. And you have real desires in relation to him uh, to, uh, to cultivate. And you can become then a real person. Hmm? It means a person who won't be here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? like everything else that's manifest in material existence. So the beginning of all that, formal beginning of that, is the initiation where we get a sadaka deha. Means, deha means body, so sadaka deha means a body of a practitioner. It's made of two things, some influence of the material energy and some maya shakti, some influence of the sarup shakti. Hmm? We cultivate the, the latter, the influence of the sarup shakti, and the influence of the maya shakti gradually Slack end, so as they say, and the material personality is put in perspective and gradually um, dissolves. Hmm. And therefore, I say that while emphasizing that there's a difference between consciousness and matter, and that we are consciousness, and in that sense, 
we can say, as my Guru Maharaj used to say, you're not that body. Hmm? Hmm. I say, from the time of initiation, you are that body. Hmm? You are not the material body, and the Sadakadeya is not a material body. Now it has been, has an infusion hmm, of bhakti. Hmm? And that will, in the seed-like form, gradually will grow and take over, and then all gradually, bodies made up of senses, like I said, holes, so many. Hmm? So you fill those holes up with bhakti, is the idea. Hmm? By seeing in relation to bhakti, by hearing in relation to bhakti, by touching, tasting in relation to bhakti. Hmm? This is the task. The, the, as, the more you do this, the more you find that you're transforming, there's change. If you keep yourself in an material environment, then it's like you're pouring water in a bucket, that ha- and you, but you're putting a hole in the bottom. Not a good idea. You want to cover that hole. Hmm? Keep yourself in a spiritual environment. Hmm? So, so come forward here, and uh, we will give you this Sadakadeha idea. Hmm? All right, so... Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has referred to this initiation uh, with regard to five, making, uh, it being fivefold. Yeah. Show him how to do. Do you know how to do? Fivefold means. Mantra, Tapa, Pundra, Yajna, and Nam. Five features. <laughs> I'm officially a senior citizen uh, <laughs> as, as of yesterday, so it's okay. <laughs> you can help. You can help me out sometimes. There's supposed to be some privileges that go with that. <laughs> So, Pundra, So, Pundra means tilak, and it, Urdhva Pundra means this vertical tilak, this for Vaishnavas. Hmm? And uh, yagya means um, two things Sankirtan yagya, the yagya of Kirtan, this is the yagya of the age, and it also refers to the to the ritual, realm of ritual. So you have opportunity to enter the realm of ritual and learn about that with the mantra. And so, pundra, mantra, tapa. Hmm? Tapa means like fire. Hmm? So it used to be that they would, in Ramanuja Sampradaya, they would take the symbols of Vishnu with a branding iron and brand you like that. So, we are, our lineage is a little bit different and it's a little softer, 
So we we will um, we mark the body with with uh, the Krishna Nam in Tilak. Hmm? So we'll do that, and uh, so Pundra. Um, what are we saying, Pundra? Um, Tapa, Mantra, Nam Yagya. I said Yagya means here the deity worship or Sankirtan, and Nam means name and Mantra means Mantra. So um, let me give you this first. These are the this is the Kunti Mala. That's uh, the jewelry of the Vaishnavas. These are, these Kuntima means neck beads, and they're made out of the sacred Tulsi, dear to Krishna. Hmm? Tulsi is a very expert in bringing together Radha and Krishna. Hmm? That is her, her expertise. And she's a particular form of, of yoga maya, hmm? hmm. assistant of Purnamasi. Uh, working together with, with Madhu Mangal and so forth. Uh, help make arrangements for Radha and Krishna. Um, that was revealed, her position, to Krishna by Radha herself, who wrote a note. Hmm? I mentioned it the other day. She wrote a note on a leaf. The, the golden Champaklata wants to wrap herself around the, tamal, the dark tamal tree what to do. Each of them are stationary. They don't move. Hmm? The lata's over here, the tree's over here. Hmm? Brinda will make the arrangement. She tacked it on a tree. Krishna in the forest ran into this Brinda and she said, look, there's a note. Hmm? This is, well, Purvarag, before the meeting of Radha and Krishna and acknowledging their love for one another. Hmm. So, then Krishna, oh, Brenda, she's very, i got to keep her close to me. She helped to make arrangements for us to meet. So then you, you're wearing the representation of her around your neck. We pray to her every morning. We do the Katosi Kirtan. She know the meaning. Hmm. So, then, Linda, the tea lock. Looks like it's made from sandalwood paste. That's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also. Here's that. Om Keshavaya Namaha. Very good. And then Tapa. This is the hard part. Okay, Krishna, Krishna. Okay, good. Okay, and then this is the sacred waters in which all the power of the mantra is also present. That's your sacred bath. And then 
Here's T-lock for you. Use that. Hmm? Learn how to put it on 12 places. Okay, so then chanting. You need beads for that. You chant like this. You start with a large bead, middle finger and thumb. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. All the way around. That's one round. Back is two rounds. You're living with me, right? So you chant 16 rounds then every day. Mm. And here. Come. Om Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And before I give you a name, then you should avoid the intoxication, gambling, beyond violence, vegetarian, and and illicit um, sex. You okay with that? Okay. So your name is Kal Chandra. Hmm? Yeah. In this context, the Kalchandra means like dark black moon, right? <laughs> black moon. Full moon, that's black. That's, you've got to get your head around that. <laughs> that's Krishna. Sri Kalachandra ki jai. We ask all the Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis to bless Kalchandra Das. Dress nicely in Guru Seva and uh, Krishna Bhakti. Vaishnava Brinda Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi. Jai. Jai.